Two big trades involving NFL draft picks and the ripples of those will reach all the way to April and to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers class of rookies. And it's all going to start with their first pick in the upcoming NFL draft. That and more on today's mock draft episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app for your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My partner and co-host, James Jarko, not here today, but he is the deputy editor of BucksNation.com, a part of SBNation.com. You can find him on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks. You can find me at DHarrison82, and you can find the show at Locked on Bucks. Two Bucks fan mock drafts coming up at the end of this episode. But first, the NFL world is trying to figure out what the ramifications are going to be of trades that happened during the past week and have done. Uh, I've done so as well. I'm trying to figure out where the footing is going to be to give you an idea of how these trades could indirectly impact the Buccaneers this April. In case you're not aware uh, to the details surrounding these big trades, the Chicago Bears traded out of the number one overall pick with the Carolina Panthers. So the Chicago Bears, in exchange for the number one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, they get wide receiver DJ Moore. They get the ninth overall pick. They get the 61st overall pick both this year. And then they get a 2024 first round pick from the Panthers. And they get a 2025 second round pick from the Panthers. The Panthers get the number one overall pick. So that's the first trade, the biggest trade. The next trade involves the Los Angeles Rams and the Miami Dolphins. The Rams are sending cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins. In exchange, the Rams will get tight end Hunter Long from the Miami Dolphins and the 77th overall pick. Uh, again, that for Jalen Ramsey. So the Bears and the Panthers trade impacts the Bucks in a positive way for right now because this means the Tampa Bay is not going to see DJ Moore twice a year with the Carolina Panthers. Now, they will see, them, see him with the Chicago Bears uh, along with quarterback Justin Fields and fellow receiver Darnell Mooney because they host the Chicago Bears, but they're not going to see him twice like they would with the Carolina Panthers. Instead, they're going to see a rookie quarterback with the Carolina Panthers. Likely, I would imagine, Alabama's Bryce Young, but who knows? It could be C.J. Stroud. It could be Will Levis. Uh, it could be Anthony Richardson, for all I know. Either way, they're going to see that rookie quarterback twice this year uh, and every year moving forward, You know, save for being a bust or being injured. Rams and Dolphins trade doesn't directly impact uh, the Buccaneers, except for in the draft, because neither of those teams is on the Buccaneers schedule. So starting in the first round where we see that move up, Carolina moves from ninth to first overall pick. What are the ripple effects on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from a draft class perspective? So we have two versions of a mock draft here. Here's how I'm going to break this down. Two versions of a mock draft here. The first one version is going to be before the trade happens. So Chicago Bears still have the number one overall pick. The Dolphins still own the 77th overall pick. The Panthers still have the ninth and all the picks that they gave up for the first overall pick. And then we're going to cross-evaluate that with a new mock draft using the impact from the trade to see kind of how those differences are, right? So before the trade, at number 19, the top three Bucks options on the board were, were left were Pittsburgh defensive lineman Kalaja Kansi, Iowa edge Lucas Van Ness, and Clemson defensive lineman Brian Brissett. Now, post-trade, those top three options at number 19 are still Kansi, still Brissett, but Alabama safety Brian Branch is in the mix. Now, 
in the pre-draft trade version of this, before the Chicago Bears trade out of number one with the Carolina Panthers, Texas Tech edge rusher Tyree Wilson goes number one to the Bears. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is still the first quarterback off the board, but he goes number two to Houston. So because of all of this, Carolina at number nine actually doesn't even get a quarterback. They opt for offensive lineman Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern and three more quarterbacks. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, Kentucky's Will Levis. Uh, they all so total in total three rather sorry Stroud, Bryce Young, and Kentucky's Will Levis all come off the board in the first eight picks. Branch, the Alabama safety in the pre-draft or the pre-trade version, goes number seventeenth to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he's not available at number nineteen. But in the post-trade version, Carolina obviously takes a quarterback at number one. Houston also takes a quarterback at number two. So in the first version pre-trade, we have three quarterbacks in the first eight picks. This time around, we've got two quarterbacks in the first two picks. And we get a third quarterback in the top four because the Indianapolis Colts take Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson with the fourth, fourth overall pick. Now, Levis goes a spot sooner than before. Instead of going number eight, he actually goes number seven, meaning that nearly half of the top 10 picks are now quarterbacks thanks to this trade, whereas before only three of the top 10, so 30%. So we go from 30% of the top 10 to nearly half of the top 10 being quarterbacks and because of that at number 17 the Steelers go offensive tackle with George's Broderick Jones instead of going with Branch and Jones in the previous version was gone at 15 so because of this trade Broderick Jones Broderick Jones basically falls from 15th to 17th but then but then Brian Branch also falls from 17th to 19th now number 18 the Detroit Lions take Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks regardless who uh, Damian Parson of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast told us on Friday was absolutely a first-round cornerback. If you missed that conversation, make sure you go check that out. It was a good time. So that leaves the Buccaneers with two top defensive linemen options, but also the opportunity to take the first safety off the board all the way at pick 19, which is what we do here. So after the trade, we get Alabama safety Brian Branch. But before the trade, we were going to go Clemson defensive line Brian Brissy, who I still like very, very much. I wouldn't be angry about getting Brian Brissett for any any reason, but you kind of see how that difference goes there. And, and as much as this team needs that that pass rush, I think there's more pass rush available later. And you so you shore up that defensive back, especially that group, especially if you lose Mike Edwards here in the coming days of free agency and legal tampering. Speaking of which, legal tampering begins Monday at noon Eastern time. So make sure you're you're checking it out. We will be here every day as well, obviously with reactions to all the news, all the signings. Uh, hopefully the heartbreak of Levante David leaving the Buccaneers does not come too soon, although in some way you could say it'd be better if it came sooner rather than later. But we will be here all throughout legal tampering. And then, of course, on uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, the new league year begins and uh, the race really gets underway. But we've got to keep this show going. Day two is coming up in segment two right here on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever thought you could make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. And be forewarned, it's not as easy as you might think it is to create your own dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you're going to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty. The best part is you get to do it your way. To me personally, I prefer a 3-4 base defense and a vertical attack offense, so I set out to build my coaching staff as such. But I found out very quickly that not all 3-4 defensive coaches are built the same. It took a couple of tries for me to really get the right coach for the right job. From there, it's all about building the roster to work together and fit the visions of the coaches that you've hired 
starting with your first offseason's free agency period, and then, of course, the draft. Ultimate Football GM is fun. It's engaging. It updates regularly with new features, and you can literally play it anywhere. Wi-Fi, data signal, airplane mode, doesn't matter. You can be the Ultimate Football GM, and you've been killing these mock drafts, guys. We've got so many of them, and we love them, so keep them coming. But I want to see your football dynasties as well. Show me the first draft pick you make on your Ultimate Football GM Dynasty, your best record. And, of course, if you win the championship, send us a screenshot. Definitely let us know because we want to pick your brains for ideas. It is a copycat league after all. Make sure you get to use your free 100% boost because Locked On Bucks listeners, you get a 100% boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps inside the Ultimate Football GM Game Store. That's LOCKED ON all caps, so make sure you check it out today. To, now, to download the game, just go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Bang Locked On Bucks podcast. First listen your first view every single day. Continuing our look at how the big trades impacting the NFL draft order happening in the past few days will impact the Buccaneers draft picture. We've already gone through pick number 19. Instead of Brian Brissy, Cleveland defensive lineman, we end up going with Alabama safety Brian Branch. A little bit more upside there, a little bit more security there. I think Brian Brissy does have that injury history. So let's see if we can do something with the second round pick. Now, how does that impact pick number 50, right? So in the second round, the Bucks come back up on the clock at number 50. Now, before the trade, all right, we take Brian Percy. So when we look at the next three players available or the next top three targets available when the, when the Bucks come back on the clock at number 50, you've got Kansas State Edge, Felix Anuduke, Anuduke Uzama, linebacker Dayon Henley out of Washington State, and you've got edge rusher at Atumiwa, at Abare, out of Northwestern. Now, Looking at the board post-trade, right? So, again, we're running two two separate mock drafts, one without the trades impacting it, the second with the trades impacting it. You actually have the same top three players. Felix Anuduke, Anuduke Uzama out of Kansas State, the edge rusher, still there. Linebacker Dayon Henley from Washington State, still there. Northwestern edge rusher Adetamiwa Adabari, still there. So, not much impacted there, right? So, is that where the impact changes? No, it's not. Because, remember, in our pre-trade version, we went defensive line. We've already got Brian Brissy. So are we going to go edge with Felix Anudike Uzama or Adetami Wadabari when we've already got Brian Brissy? I don't think so. So really, that just leaves linebacker Dayon Henley as a top pick and a top option. So that's who we go with. Washington State linebacker Dayon Henley as our second round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before the trade impacts the board. After the trade impacts the board, though, we don't go defensive line with Brian Brissy. Instead, we go safety with Brian Branch out of Alabama in the first round. So now we've got two of the top remaining edge rushers available, and we're going to go with the top guy. We're going to go with Kansas State edge rusher Felix Anudike Uzama because the Buccaneers absolutely have to improve their pass rush. You cannot have Vita Vea leading this team in sacks anymore or again and Shaquille Barrett can't do it by himself so already we're seeing the ripple effects because because we took a defense lineman in the first round before the trade is into effect we obviously go linebacker here try to replace Lamonte David who we expect to be leaving but because we didn't after the trade we went safety instead now we're coming back we're going edge looking at the post-trade version so impacted by the trade we've already got safety we've already got an edge rusher our top three targets for the Buccaneers here at number 82 are Syracuse cornerback Garrett Williams Texas A&M running back Devon A-Chain and Tulane linebacker Dorian Williams. Now, without the trades in place, 
We've got a D lineman and a linebacker, and our top three targets are Ohio State center Luke Whipler, Williams again, the Tulane linebacker, Dorian Williams still on the board, but also Bowling Green edge, Carl Brooks. So again, we went D-line, we went linebacker, do we go edge? In the pre-trade version, in the post-trade version, we've gone safety, we've gone edge. Do we go corner, running back, or do we go linebacker here? Pre-trade, without the trade, and Luke Whipler on the board, I'm going there. I'm going to center because now I've got talent on both sides of the ball. I've got Brian Brissy, Luke Whipler, and then I'm adding uh, uh, Dayon Henley as well to help shore up my, my defense. Not a pass rusher, but he's still going to help shore up the defense. And the post-trade version, so with the trades impacting it, I'm going Tulane linebacker Dorian Williams. Why? Because there's more running back depth. At this point in time, there are five top 100 running backs left at this point. So there are five running backs left on the board who are considered top 100 players in this year's NFL draft class. That's A-Chain, UAB running back Dwayne McBride, Auburn running back Tank Bigsby, TCU's Kendra Miller, and Tulane's Tajay Spears. So I've got five of those guys. I've only got two linebackers, and Dorian Williams is the best one of the two. So I'm going with that linebacker. We don't have a fourth-round pick, but maybe we can do a trade-up. We can figure something out uh, and get back into the fourth round and then maybe get one of those running backs. Or perhaps, and I've done some mock drafts where this has happened, one of those guys, Tank Bigsby or somebody, is available uh, in the fifth round. So here's the way this all basically breaks down. For those of you on YouTube, you can see kind of the before the draft trade class and then after the draft trade class. So without the Bears and Panthers and the Rams and Dolphins flipping some draft picks around, we end up with defensive line lineman Brian Brissy out of Clemson with our first pick. We get Dayon Henley out of Washington State, the linebacker, with our second pick. And then with our third pick, we get Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State. Now, after the trade, which is what you can call the real world, that's the world we live in now. The Chicago Bears no longer have the number one overall pick. The Miami Dolphins no longer have the 77th overall pick. How is that going to impact things? Well, in this mock draft, it changes things in that we get safety Brian Branch out of Alabama with a 19th overall pick. We get edge rusher Felix and Udike Uzama out of Kansas State with our second pick, number 50 overall. And we get linebacker Doreen Williams out of Tulane with the 82nd overall pick. Defensive heavy, right? Five of the six picks in these two comparing and contrasting mock drafts are defense. Luke Whipler the center out of Ohio State being the only offensive player, but you kind of see how that impact can really potentially can really potentially change what happens with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft class coming up uh, in April. So for those asking, Whipler in the post-trade scenario uh, mock draft went nine picks earlier to the Houston Texans, who without the trade actually took Sidney Brown uh, in the pre-trade version, and that's what made Whipler uh, come available. So Hopefully you're able to catch up with all that. If you weren't, check out the YouTube video if you're listening on audio because the graphic kind of really ties it all together and illustrates uh, the differences as well. So two Bucks fans also dropped in with their mock drafts. Actually, a lot more Bucks fans have dropped in with mock drafts, but two more are going to come up on this mock draft uh, Monday episode. One of them, Florida State fans, you're not going to appreciate it. I'll tell you that right now. But that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locks on Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. The final stretch of the NBA regular season is here, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and even threes drained. From Monday's NBA schedule, I'm taking the Houston Rockets plus 12.5 points against the Boston Celtics. And I'm taking Boston on the money line. Then I'm also taking Phoenix plus four against the Golden State Warriors. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. 
So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Time for some Bucks fan mock drafts here to wrap up mock draft, mock draft Monday on Locked on Bucks. I'm David Harrison. Our first mock draft is coming from only Bucks fan uh, on Twitter. Sent this in to us via email at uh, locked on Bucks at gmail locked on Bucks podcast rather at gmail.com. And only Bucks fans says in the first round, we're getting offensive tackle Broderick Jones to join the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers, and obviously with the departure of Donovan Smith, drafting a guy like Broderick Jones is is certainly feasible, viable, logical, necessary, maybe uh, depending on what happens in free agency. Right? There's been a lot of talk about Tristan Wirfs maybe moving to the left side. You bring in a guy like Broderick Jones, you basically, you know, again going back to Damian Parson and our, our conversation on our Friday episode here, put the best five guys out there. So if you can go out there and you can get yourself a big mover like. Uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia, then you go ahead and you do it. And only Bucks fan comes back on, on day two here in the second round, executes a trade to move from number 50 to number 58. The Dallas Cowboys get the 50th overall pick in this trade, and the Buccaneers in exchange get three 2023 NFL draft picks, 58th overall in round two, a fourth round pick, 129. So now we have a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick number 170 and with that 58th overall pick in the second round he gets garrett williams the cornerback out of syracuse gotta be honest with you guys we've kind of already had this conversation garrett williams was listed at like six feet tall at syracuse came in at five foot ten uh at the nfl scouting combine i'm five foot ten i'm not as fit i'm not as talented as garrett williams is but regardless i have no no business being out there covering uh, some of the NFL wide receivers in, in today's NFL. Um, I would shudder to think of Garrett Williams being lined up against the likes of Drake London. So I get the fit as far as position need. Don't, not a fan of Garrett Williams. Actually, he was a guy that we kind of looked at during our mock draft scenarios uh, and passed him up for that exact same reason. I don't know that Todd Bowles has a minimum height requirement to be a corner, but 5'10 is a little small for a defense that likes to play a lot of man and put their guys out there kind of by themselves. But moving on day two, we get a third round pick. Pick number 82 is safety, Sidney Brown. And I know James Jarko is already clapping uh, about that. I like that pick as well. Goes He pairs well, I think, with Antoine Winfield Jr., especially if Mike Edwards is gone. Heading into day three, we get some defensive help here. Edge Carl Brooks from Bowling Green uh, is a guy that comes in there. Running back Dwayne McBride, Jared Clark, the D-lineman on Coastal Carolina. Then we've got some other picks here getting into the later parts of day three. Michael Schoonmaker, the tight end out of Michigan. Is, is a sneaky, sneaky pick. Trey Dean is, is a guy who kind of hurt himself during the evaluation process. There's some people who don't even think he's going to get drafted uh, at all. So to take him here in the fifth round kind of fits the PFF rankings uh, and all that stuff, but not sure where evaluators are falling on Trey Dean right now. It's going to be really tricky for him. He's going to have to kind of prove some things in camp. He's going to make it to a camp. He's going to make it onto an NFL roster, UDFA or not, or fifth round pick or not. Um, but he's going to definitely have some things to prove. So again, only Bucks fan appreciate that mock draft. We got one more mock draft that came in via the email line. And this one comes from Brandon out of uh, Fort Myers, Florida, who wrote us and said, quote, Hey guys, here's my mock draft. I'm sure it is apparent that I'm a lifelong Gators fan and have been a Bucks fan since we were the sucker of the eighties. I've long endured many bad seasons and my son was born 
on the year the Bucks won our first Super Bowl 2002. He graduated high school. We won our second in 2020. Love my Bucks, and unlike most Bucks fans, with Kyle actually getting a real chance and with Dave Canales running the offense, I have a higher hope than most. Go Bucks. Brandon appreciates the email and appreciate the mock draft. It's a Gators theme mock draft. So, you Florida State fans may not like it, but you know what? There's some talent here, guys. Round one, we get Florida guard Osiris Torrance, cyborg, as he's so uh, affectionately nicknamed there at Florida, nickname given to him by his mother. Uh, Osiris Torrance, a senior bowl standout combine guy. Look, can't hate it. I mean, you could be a Florida State fan, a Miami Hurricane fan, an Ohio State fan, doesn't matter. But Osiris Torrance is a road grader. He is a solid, solid first-round pick for the Buccaneers, if you ask me, Gator or no Gator. Moving further, however, into the mock draft, round two, we get Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Udike Uzama. Uh, again, a guy that we took in one of our mock drafts as well, so you know that I agree with that. Third round, we get Sidney Brown. Already exclaimed my agreement. You know James Jarko agrees. Fifth round, so we don't get a fourth-round pick here, but fifth round, we do get UAB running back Dwayne McBride. So kind of what I was talking about, right? Those those top 100 ranked running backs, they're going to slide down there, you kind of feel like. And then we got three Gators back-to-back -back in rounds five and six. Trey Dean, the Florida safety in the fifth round. Ventrell Miller, the Florida linebacker in the sixth round. And Justin Shorter, Florida wide receiver in the sixth before we go. Clayton Toon out of Houston, Earl Bostic Jr., the offensive lineman out of Kansas. Look, man, I can't hate you for the Florida Gator love. You know what I mean? And, and ultimately, all those picks do fill a need for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, hey, you never know, man. Maybe uh, maybe the Buccaneers become Gators East or West, rather. Gator, Gators West, right? Um, whatever it is. Brandon, we appreciate your mock draft. We appreciate all of you dropping mock drafts. We'll get to as many of them as we can. Uh, again, coming through the weeks, DM them, tag us in them, email us in them. And, of course, if you hear yours here on the show, you are in our mock draft uh, giveaway uh, prize system thing that we haven't really completely fleshed out, but we will have at least one giveaway prize, uh, probably a gift card or two or three that we, we will be giving out closer to draft time. So keep them coming. We will keep filtering them in there again. Mock draft or uh, legal tampering begins Monday at noon Eastern. So a lot of news is going to come flying. A lot of pieces are going to be moving and that's going to change the way things look. So make sure you, sure you keep it tuned in here. For all the latest, we'll keep it tuned out there for you for all the latest and keep sending in those mock drafts. Until then, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listener, your first view every single day. For your second, check out Lockdown NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez give you in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL team. Find Lockdown NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to join in the conversation, drop comments in the YouTube comment box or hit us up via email at lockdownbuckspodcast at gmail.com or in the Twitter DMs at LO Bucks. For James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Find everything that we're writing and doing over at bucksnation.com and at bucksgameday.com and also on Twitter at dharrison82 at jarko underscore bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked on Bucks.